the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we bring you part 23 in our series on the doctrine of the Trinity. This essential doctrine of the Christian faith is one of the most controversial teachings in the Bible. The doctrine of the Trinity has been misunderstood. It has been maligned, attacked, denied, and eisegeted throughout history, going all the way back to the Arian heresy under Arius Alexander. Question, why is there so much biblical illiteracy when it comes to this doctrine, particularly in our churches? And what can we do to disciple people in this essential teaching? Well, for the answer to this and much, much more, stay tuned for we are not pretending we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for that uh, introduction. And uh, we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. We always count it a blessing to uh, <clears throat> be a blessing to you every Saturday. And we're praying that God will enlarge our territory and that Somebody out there will say, you know what, we believe in your ministry and the Lord, and we want to see you expand all over the world. There are people that got money to see that dream come true. So be in prayer for us with that, because this ministry needs to be worldwide and reaching uh, souls for the kingdom. And uh, this has been a tremendous series on the Trinity, and we are now at Trinitarian Text, and that's been exciting as well. And we want to encourage you to get your Bibles, your pens and paper, and uh, get uh, to a table and prepare to be blessed by some good uh, knowledge and wisdom from the Word of God. And so we are coming tonight uh, talking about uh, sanctification Sanctification as it relates to the Trinitarian text or the Trinity. Sanctification as it relates to Trinitarian text or the Trinity. Now, I want to kind of like approach this uh, subject tonight uh, from a different perspective going into my introduction. Uh, I would encourage you to look at 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. Again, 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. Now, this is one of the most powerful apologetic verses in the Word of God. 
this is the verse of scripture that most apologists, including myself, have memorized as well as share it with uh, not only those in the body of Christ, but to the unsaved. Now, the text says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, edification, and exhortation of his holy word. Now, I want to start off tonight just uh, building on this verse, because a lot of times when we talk about this verse of Scripture, this is an important point. We miss an important word related to apologetics, which means the defense for the faith. Now, when we talk about the defense of the faith, we're not talking about the English word that a lot of people have poured into talking about apologizing. We're talking about the Greek word, which is a defense for the faith, not the English word apologizing. We don't apologize for our faith. Now, most of the time, lay persons and apologists miss this one word in 1 Peter 3 and 15 when it comes to apologetics or evangelism. Well, the Apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 3 and 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. So I'm going to build on that word sanctify. Now, remember now, we're talking about sanctification as it relates to Trinitarian texts or the Trinity. How often do you hear people when they're teaching on this verse of scripture mention uh, the word sanctify? This is a different way to express sanctification. Notice that. This is a different way to express sanctification when we talk about sanctification as it relates to uh, believers is one way solely, because most of the time we talk about sanctification, it mainly is related to believers solely. But to express it to God, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Notice that. How in the world do you sanctify the Lord God in your hearts when he is already sanctified? You ever thought about that? When he is already sanctified. You do this by recognizing uh, three important points. Now, what I want you to do is with your paper and your pens, write down these three important points. There's three ways how we sanctify the Lord God in our hearts, because that's a real unique way of saying it. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. We used to using the term sanctify believers, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. This is a unique way of the Apostle Peter expressing this word, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. So what are the three ways we sanctify the Lord God in our hearts? Well, Number one, that God is holy, and he wants us to be holy too. Now, it tells us in 1 Peter 1 and verse 16, it is written, be holy because I am holy. Now, so there are a lot of people who call themselves apologists and call themselves evangelists and missionaries and foreign missionaries that don't have power and because they're not living a holy life. What 
the Apostle Peter is saying through the leadership of the Holy Spirit is that you cannot effectively communicate uh, the gospel and defend it if you're living an unholy life. You got to be living a sanctified, holy life in order for God to use you. Now, you cannot be effective in any area of your life, not just being an apologist or a witness, but just being a Christian. If you're not practicing living a holy life daily in your hearts, a lot of people are living the Christian life in their heads, but they're not living it in their hearts. When your heart is right, your head will be right and your body will be right and every aspect of you will be right. Number two, you sanctify the Lord God in your hearts by uniquely setting aside everything else in your life and to make Christ to be Lord and King of your life. This is setting apart or setting aside, which means is another word for sanctification. It means to be set apart or set aside. And then he mentions in your hearts, you know, so when he says sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, I want you to notice that the apostle Peter uses the word Lord and God. How do we sanctify the Lord God in our hearts? To acknowledge him as Lord, King, and ruler every day. That means that you forfeit you living your life and you deny yourself, you take up your cross daily and you follow him. So he needs to be number one in your life. That's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So the way you sanctify your life and you sanctify the Lord God in your hearts is that God is saying uniquely come to me and because I'm holy, I want you to be holy. That's how we sanctify the Lord God in our hearts. And we are living that life where he's Lord of our life. He's king of our life. He's ruler of our life. And you forfeit you being the ruler, you being the king, you being the master of your life. And that's the thing, that's the biggest battle that most Christians have. They want to be king. They want to be Lord. They want to be ruler. And Jesus said, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Now, number three, to sanctify the Lord God in your hearts is to let your hearts be a sanctuary in which God becomes the center of your heart for worship. Your heart is a sanctuary in which God, it becomes the center of your life for worship. You know, that's why it says, you need to have a transformed mind every day, Romans 12 and 2. You know, you're transforming your life through the word of God and you open up your hearts to him for worship every day. Because if your worship is not right, then your service won't be right. That's the thing that why so many priests in the Old Testament drop dead and they put a rope around their ankle because when they went into the, the, the holies of holy, the high priests, if they weren't worshiping God in a holy way, God dropped them dead, and then the people couldn't go in there, so they, they wouldn't hear the bells jingling because the bells would be connected to the, the rope, 
and they would just pull him out dead. So the, Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So this number three is that your heart must become a sanctuary for worship so that your service will be right. And when your heart becomes a sanctuary for worship, you start to live in complete obedience and submission and communion with the Lord Jesus Christ and obeying him daily as king and Lord of your life. Now, let me say this in conclusion. Going back to 1 Peter 3 and 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Never forget this. When you talk to people about apologetics, you need to remember to tell them, don't forget that first part of this verse of scripture. Sanctify. Your life got to be right with God in order for you to be effective in every other area of your life. Now, to sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Now, look at that word. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Who is the Lord God? The Lord God is the Trinity. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, because all the distinct persons of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, are called throughout the Bible, Lord God. Did you know that? Well, you, you will know it tonight. How do we know that? Well, God the Father... It's called Lord God in Deuteronomy 6 and 4. God the Father is called the Lord God in Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And then we find, secondly, that God the Son is called Lord God in John 20 and 28. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Thomas, because you've seen me, you believe. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And then God, the Holy Spirit, is called Lord, God as well. You say, where is that, Dr. Butner? Hold on tight to your seat. He's called Lord, the Holy Spirit, in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He's called Lord in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. And then he's called God. In John 4 and 24, he says, There thou shalt worship God in spirit and in truth. And then also he's called God in Acts 5, 3 and 4. Because Peter said, you didn't just lie into, you, to the Holy Spirit, but you lied to God. Now, let me say one more thing in conclusion here. One more thing in conclusion. I want to conclude by saying, uh, a, give you a trivia question, and what I'm going to do next week is have you uh, to think about that. I want you to think about how the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all three, are involved with the sanctification process, and we will get into that next time, how all three are involved with the sanctification process. What a teaching tonight on just this powerful verse of scripture, 1 Peter 3 and 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart. You got to remember now, if you're not sanctified, you cannot be used by God the way God wants to use you. Let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the message and the messenger. We right now confess our sins for living an unholy life. We repent of our sins of living an unholy life. 
And we accept you right now as not only Savior, but Lord and King of our life. Lord, may we dethrone self and enthrone the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we ask and pray these things. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right. It's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. You know, this is a prayer-driven ministry, and we know that there are so many of you who have been praying for this ministry, and we appreciate it tremendously. We thank you so much for your continuous prayers, and we also want to say thank you to those of you who have stepped up and hit a home run for contending for the faith uh, through your giving. You've partnered with us financially to keep this ministry going, and, and, it's, and it's such a blessing. It is a listener-supported ministry. Uh, Dr. Buckner and I do not receive a paycheck from any of this. All the funds that come in go right back into paying for our airtime. And so it's just really uh, a blessing to see so many of you uh, so faithfully giving to this ministry, so many of you so faithfully praying for this ministry, and we just like to say thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it cost us 400 a week to remain on the air. We are currently in need of $108 for next week, and we just trust God that he's going to move upon the hearts of the listening audience there, and that that will be taken care of. We want to continue to be in the black, and we just... Uh, encourage you that when you give to ministries like Contending for the Faith and others that are are proclaiming God's word, proclaiming God's truth, teaching the word of God, and combating biblical illiteracy. You know, it's so important that you know what you believe and that you know why you believe it and that you can explain it to others, that you can give reasons and answers for your faith, just like we, uh, Dr. Buckner spoke about earlier, first three First Peter 3.15 to every, every man an answer. And we need to be on top of that. We need to be able to do that. And, you know, when we say get your pencil and paper ready uh, and your Bible and pull up a chair and, and take notes, that, that take that to heart because this is great information. And I would guarantee most of you are not getting this in your local church. So it's important that we study to show ourselves approved. Well, there's two ways that you can give. Uh, one is address a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Just get on your laptop or your tablet, smartphone, go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. And we also just want to remind you that you can go to KFAX 
1100 uh, AM to their website, kfax.com, and you will find our podcasts there. So if you've missed any of the broadcasts, particularly the series on uh, the Trinity, we're up to part 23 as of tonight. So there's 23, 22 episodes there that uh, you can go back to, refer to, get the notes and and uh, write stuff down. Not only that, but most of all of our, our broadcasts are there in podcast form. So we want to encourage you to take advantage of that. Tell your friends. Uh, maybe you have a specific question about a certain thing and it's right there in the podcast. So uh, make sure you, you check that out, take advantage of it, and you will be blessed. All right, Dr. Buckner, are you ready to get to the callers? Let's do that, Brother Gary. Sounds like a plan. All right. We have uh, Brother Cece on line one. Brother Cece, how are you doing? Oh, hi. How are you guys doing? Oh, we are truly blessed and uh, always good to hear your voice. Uh, and what's uh, we trust that you got blessed by the word tonight. And if there was one thing that stood out for you, what was that? About living right, because it's easy for, you know, it's easy for, you know, a person to call in and, ask a prayer request or, you know, or, and, or go to church and, you know, and have their Bibles and, you know, take notes and look really holy in church. But then it's, what really is, is what are you doing behind closed doors? And a lot of times, you know, that's where people fail at, you know, what's, what's under your, what's under your bed? What, what are you looking at on television? You know, you know, what are you reading? What are you listening to? Are you, are you, are you partying in the club at Saturday night and then coming to church hungover the next day? You know, those type of things. Amen. Well, Amen. Well said. Well said. Yes, absolutely. And, and what's on your heart tonight? I want to ask you um, twofold question. I want to ask you um, why? Why did God um, allow the walls to be torn down in the days of Nehemiah, and why did He allow the temple to be destroyed in five eighty five eighty six BC? Well, that's a very good question. And uh, let me ask you this. Have you ever done any study on that? Uh, yes, I have. What did, you, what did you come up with your study? I'm just curious. What did you come up with your study on that? I be, uh, well, I was looking through the scriptures. I, I believe they failed to what uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 talked about, where God said, if you obey me, your land will be blessed. If you disobey me, then it will be a curse upon your land. So I, I kind of, I believe... By reading through the scriptures, that a lot of them they were worshiping idols, they were uh, in perpetual disobedience to God, um, sacrifices, and, and and they weren't they weren't living a life that was holy. What they that Jesus wasn't being the number one thing in their life. You know, a lot of them were involved in you know fornication and witchcraft and just all these esoteric things, and they they weren't you know seek, seeking moon gods and you know going and look looking to Zeus in the temple and, you know, saying, and, um, and on the temple of Artemis and all these other things was built. And there was not looking to the temple of our Christ, who was Jesus. He said, he said it in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And, you know, so I just, I've seen as well, I've been reading through the scriptures when I've been looking through Jeremiah and, and Isaiah and Daniel and all through the old Testament, I see the repeated thing over and over, even in 722 BC when he allowed the Assyrians to come in, and um, a lot of a lot of Israelites were wiped out, and you know it was, it was a lot of a lot of havoc that came. But it was they were they weren't listening, they weren't living up to what God was asking them to. 
Well, you know what? I can't improve too much upon what you said. Uh, that's why sometimes I like to uh, uh, ask you, what did you learn out of it? Because you you uh, knocked a home run with that. And when you mentioned the word idols, uh, that was the thing that constantly brought the judgment of God upon uh, his people, Israel and Judah. You know, there's two things that always brings the judgment of God. And they both sound alike. And that is idolatry and immorality. Idolatry and immorality. And Israel and Judah was masterful in doing that. And the walls, when you think about the walls during Nehemiah time, the walls was their, their sense of protection. That's where God protected them from the enemies. Just like we have the wall of the armor, right? So it's like a typology. You know, we have the walls of God's grace. And, you know, in the Bible, Paul says, must we continue to sin that grace may abound? So God has established walls of protection for us with the armor on, with the power of the Holy Spirit and all of that. But when, when we start to get into idolatry like Israel and Judah did, and we started to get away from God, we have no walls of protection. We have no gates uh, to protect us from the devil, the flesh, and the world. Those are the three enemies. And what happens is the enemy comes right in. And you know, when I took a New Testament class in Bible college, and uh, that was one thing that my professor used to always say, he says that Israel and Judah was in such deep idolatry that their world and their lives was like uh, a, a cycle where they would cry out, they would, they would sin, and then God would have, then they would repent and God would have mercy. And then they would go right back to doing what the other nations were doing and all of that. And then God would judge them over and over and over again. And yet today, uh, we have a tendency of doing the same thing. You know, we have to watch it and be on our guard with the armor on because we're not with a full armor on and not in the prayer. Uh, our walls will be torn down where the enemy will be able to infiltrate and uh, get us too. So there's a lot of parallel between Nehemiah and uh, also uh, our lives today. It's, it's, it's really good. But what you're saying is right on target. And uh, uh, what I'll have you to do is do a little more research on your second part of your question. And then next week, uh, let me see what you come up with. And then we will uh, discuss that. We'll just give you a little short time. But uh, I like I always like to every now and then give you a little homework. I like I know you like to study, but just a short, sweet, right to the point. Uh, your second part of your question, I'll allow you to do a little homework on that. And then uh, come back with what you got out of it. And then we'll, we'll uh, use it for a little discussion. Just my, my main point is that. It has to be just short, sweet, right to the point, and then we'll elaborate up on that together again. No problem. And like you said, I, I, I make sure to keep try to keep it within a two minute range because I know there's other people that's calling. It's not a not a like a, a whole sermon, and then it's just a little piece. So I got it. There you go. So we'll deal with the second part of your question. I'll let you do a little 
little homework, but hopefully uh, the little application that I made with the walls uh, has, has uh, added some good practical stuff that you can, because when you look at it from the perspective of Nehemiah, you got to look at it from the perspective of us today, too. I love it. Yeah, you. Um, I really appreciate um, what you gave me. That 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 was that was extra right there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be meditating on that. And that's gonna push me even more so to try to you know to do much much as I can to please the Lord. You know that 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 yeah, motivates that. me because I want to do that. Yeah, that's convicting. Yes, yes. yes. It is. We got to keep the walls of the armor on. We got to keep the walls of prayer, walls of the word. Walls of accountability because if we don't, we 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 open up the door towards the devil infiltrating just like he mm. did with the Assyrians and the Babylonians how they came in and just tore them apart. I mean, and you know God took uh, Israel into seventy years of captivity because they failed to give the Lord seventy years of Sabbath worship. And so God says, okay, if I won't get it from you uh, when you're not uh, in captivity, I mean, before you, when you're not in captivity, I'll get it from you and put you in captivity. That's when they really gave it back to God when they were in captivity. And Mm -hmm. sometimes God has to take us to the woodshed before he gets our attention. But do you have any uh, quick prayer requests before we go to a commercial? We'll pray for you. Um, Yes, you can just pray for me, uh, my mother, Rosalinda, and my family. And then lift up um, Shock G's family, you know, and the people who are mourning over his, you know, his early demise, you know. So that that the rapper Shock G who had passed. Oh, okay. Well, we, let's let's uh, do that. And, uh, All right, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Brother CC and his diligence and his love for your word. We pray that you bless him and his family, especially his mother Rosalinda. We pray that you meet every need that's represented in his life, and we pray for. The family of this rapper, Lord God, that uh, untimely demise. And we just pray, Lord God, that you would wake folks up as a result of that to know that they, they're they mortal and that they, any time their name could be called and they would just leave this planet. And it's a terrible thing to leave this planet without knowing a savior, that they would find you, Lord Jesus, and that they would submit to you that they, Lord God, would come into a saving knowledge of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, it's time to take a commercial break. I'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, uh, we always want to encourage people to call in, get your questions answered. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. And we just want to thank all of you once again who have been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have partnered with us financially to keep this ministry going. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air right now. We are behind. Well, actually, we need 108 for next week. We're caught up for this week. But as we roll around toward the next weekend, we see we need 108 to fulfill that obligation. So we want to encourage you to continue to pray and continue to give as God provides. 
There's two ways you can donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just go on to your smartphone, tablet, laptop, go online to Contending faith.org contendingfaith.org click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity we also want to encourage you to uh, go to kfax.com and you will find on that on the website our podcast so you know if you missed any of uh, the series on the trinity you can go back and uh, listen to those podcasts which basically recap those those episodes and a whole lot more a lot a lot of teaching is uh, archived there so uh, on various topics that we've covered over the years so we want to encourage you tell friends if you have questions and and you want to just do some research on your own you can go to the website kfax.com and go to the contending for the faith podcast section and you'll be able to find a lot of good meat there so we want to encourage you to do that. All right, Dr. Buckner, are you ready to uh, get back to the calls? Let's do that, Brother Gary. Sounds like a wonder. All right. So we have Brother Rick waiting on line two. Hello, Brother Rick. How are you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? Well, we're truly blessed, and we've been praying for you, and we're going to take some time out to pray for your needs as well I mean, when you get through with your question. Uh, what's on okay. your heart tonight? Yeah, the, 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 I'm going to ask a question I'm, I, I meant to ask, and then there's something else that came to my mind when you were sharing with Brother Cece. Okay, and, and what first, was that? I'll, I'll ask the first question. Okay. Uh, okay, one of the things uh, it talks about in uh, Matthew 19.12, there are three eunuchs that are mentioned. And I, I like the a description of them and uh, what is their the significance. Oh, okay. That's a good, very good question. Uh, in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 12. 12. Let me read that. For there are, for there are some eunuchs which were born, which were so born from their mother's womb. And there are some eunuchs which are made eunuchs of men and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the king for the kingdom of heaven's sake he that is able to receive it let him uh do that now uh you know so this is an interesting uh dialogue and teaching of jesus uh here and uh let me just first of all uh, define what a eunuch is. A, a eunuch is a man or a male who has been castrated. And uh, they did that in biblical times for people that were criminals and people who had taken advantage of women and put them in the harem, uh, where they uh, became servants or uh, type of soldiers to guard the women and that was part of their uh, consequence and punishment. So we need to establish that first. What is a eunuch? 
because a lot of people hear that word and they don't know what it is. Secondly, uh, Jesus is uh, not uh, endorsing in this verse of scripture, he's not uh, endorsing uh, with uh, these three teachings, uh, three types of eunuchs, uh, just uh, celibacy. So we need to understand that because this verse of scripture has to do with personal choice and not something that he's trying to say, okay, be celibate. Uh, now, there are three eunuchs here, three eunuchs. Uh, the first one, it says, for well, there are some eunuchs who were so born from their mother's womb. Who is that person? Well, that is a person that is born with some uh, physical disability. And because they have been born from their mother's womb with a physical disability, uh, they are unable, and they made the uh, choice to not marry because of their physical uh, disability. Now, there is a second one. And then they said made eunuchs who were eunuchs which have been made themselves. Uh, well, let me back up here. Uh, and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men. Uh, what does this mean? They were made eunuchs of men. Well, they were made eunuchs of men uh, because of the situation of maybe uh, that they have done some type of criminal act. Uh, and be because of that, and they've uh, violated the law that uh, the natural causes have caused the men to violently come upon them uh, because they've been violent, they come upon them with castration. They've castrated them, uh, and that was their means of punishment. So they were violent, and then there were men who were, uh, we would say, uh, uh, Roman soldiers uh, that would come upon them violently and castrate them, and they would uh, have to work uh, working in a higher harems to take care of the uh, women uh, as, as somewhat servants and, and so forth. Um, because they knew that once they were castrated, that, that changed their whole physical makeup. And then there was a third uh, eunuch, he says, uh, for, uh, he says, which uh, there were eunuchs uh, made for the kingdom, kingdom of heaven's uh, sake. So, uh, and now when he says made for the kingdom of heaven's sake, it's basically saying there that uh, they are chose to be spiritual eunuchs, which means that uh, like the apostle Paul, uh, they haven't been castrated. They haven't done necessarily anything wrong, but they choose to be uh, spiritual eunuchs and to uh, not, Mary, but they dedicate their lives fully and totally uh, to the Lord. That's what they do. They they dedicate themselves totally and completely to the Lord to do kingdom work, like the Apostle Paul. And uh, you have priests today and nuns, and there's some people in the Protestant religions that uh, denomination that choose to do that too because they want to dedicate their life to 
doing the work of the Lord. So hopefully, Rick, that helps you with breaking down those three types of units. That makes sense. Okay. Yes, and then you have one thing you want to add and want to get to your prayer. We got about two more people. Yeah, I, I was thinking to. of a, a pat, I was thinking of something uh, that we, we were talking about the uh, destruction of the, the uh, temple in yes. uh, Jerusalem. I was think I was thinking of one 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 was an Old Testament passage mm-hmm. which related to the, to the Jews at that time because when you get into a position of sin, you also get into a position of fear. And in Ezekiel, they talked about the men did not stand in the gap when it was time to fight. Right. That, that was the first, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And then the second thing that comes to my mind is in Hebrews. This talks about us as Christians today, that uh, we are forsaking our fellowship. And uh, that, that is weakening the us before the world, the flesh, and the devil. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, wanted, I wanted to I wanted to add that to what I mean what what uh, what Cece brought up is uh, is very very appropriate. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But well, we thank you for that additional uh, uh, you know input. But what what is your prayer request, and so we can pray for you? Okay, continue to pray for my health. Uh, I, it looks like so far uh, I do not have to be quarantined. I thought I was going to have to be quarantined for a while, and uh, since I've been since I've been immune from the uh, COVID shot, that's been taken away. Uh-huh. So I'm able to, I'm able to get out right now to do my therapy and begin healing. Hey. So I, I just I just want to give thanks for that. I want to All get right. back to that and, and continue to pray for my health. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We thank you for a good report. We thank you that you're with him, you're standing with him, and we just pray, Lord God, that you continue to build up his health, Lord God, strengthen him and encourage him. We lift up his family as well as his mother, that you would come, they would come into a saving knowledge of you as well. And Lord God, we just thank you for Brother Rick. Continue to bless him. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, all right. Alfred called with a request for prayer for his mother. She would like to, uh, he would like to have prayer for her concerning her second COVID vaccine shot. So let's take a moment and lift that up. So Lord, we thank you for Brother Alfred. He's been a faithful listener to this program over the many years. He's been a faithful contributor. And Lord God, he's concerned regarding his mother, Lord God, that you would just touch her as she receives a second COVID shot, that it wouldn't be a detriment to her, that there would be minimal side effects, that you, Lord God, would comfort her, strengthen her, and that you would also give Alfred peace in the midst of all of this and uh, help him to continue to be strong in his faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's, uh, we've got a couple of callers here. Um, I think we're going to go to Sophia on line four. Sophia, are you there? I'll be really, really fast. I want to make a continuation. Last week I was told you, Dr. Buckner, how, uh, how much it meant to me, your opening. You were talking about don't look too 
the angriest man, don't be, you know, scared of them, look to the Lord. But you use the word victim, and I didn't get to talk about that. I'll be very, very fast, because that was what turned my whole head around. I am so, it has so refocused everything, because in the end, and you say, look to God, don't, I, instead of getting angry at men, I realize we're all victims of the world and of Satan. The only thing that separates us, they talk about unity, this should be a worldwide um, ministry, because that's true unity. The, the devil and the world is trying to come after all of us, even believers. Mm-hmm. So we are fortunate we have Christ, we have the Word of God, and we have consenting for the faith. But instead of being angry, we need to see the other people as victims as well, and pray for them, and speak to them with the knowledge you give us every week. And I just had to say that because it has changed my whole way of thinking. I also just quickly want to say I was very, very blessed to speak with Rick this evening, who is so brilliant, and it was a carryover to understand about unbelievers, to see it in a different way. That's true unity. We're all fighting to have um, the, the Word of God in us. And there's not that much separation. We just need to let them know what, the, what we have is available to them instead of being angry and hateful. So I just want to thank you again. Your words have meant so much to me, Dr. Buckner. Well, thank well, you, you know, so much for those and you encouraging words and, uh, because we got to get our eyes off of victimization mm-hmm. and uh, get our eyes onto revelation. And we need to look at the fact that the, 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 the villain is the one that we need to be getting our eyes on, and, and mm-hmm. that's Satan. And Satan has people so blinded because Ephesians uh, 6 and 12, where well, we're also not against flesh and blood. People are not our enemy. The, mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's the villain that's taking advantage of the victims. What I'd like for you to do is call in next week because I want to uh, finish covering uh, Matthew chapter 3. Oh, yes, yes. And verse, and verse 12. So when you call that. in next week, try to call in right away. We'll get you at the top, and we'll cover that, okay? God bless you both. Yes, I will. God bless you. Thank you for the encouraging words. So we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank our engineer, Vince, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Um, it's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. And let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. You can also reach Dr. Buckner by phone at area code 415-721-1778. If you have friends or relatives outside the broadcast area, encourage them to listen to Contending for the Faith online at kfax.com. Same address, same website. You can also get our podcasts. If you have missed any of our series on the Trinity, you can go there and uh, listen to all the other previous episodes and get filled in and caught up. So it's really important. uh, Tell all your friends, get other people listening to the broadcast so they can be blessed as well. Um, So please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions and make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.